What's up, Free Church? Man, how good is it feel in this house today? Come on, that was, that's a song I'm going to be singing all week long, right? When I think of his goodness and all he's done for me, my parents used to sing that song, My Soul Shouts, Hallelujah. Well, I join with all of our team to welcome you guys and all of our guests, those watching online. It's a great day to be in God's house, isn't it? I'm ready to preach God's word. Are you ready to receive it today? The year was 1995 and I was um, entering my sales career out of college and uh, I I had the, the distinct privilege to sell pagers. Now, you guys that are young, you have no idea what I'm talking about. And it was a form of communication that as long as you could dial a number and then put in a number, and then that number that you put in would be sent to this pager so that it would notify the person receiving the message that they were to stop whatever they were doing and call. And... um, so, I think there's a little too much reverb on this. I don't know, it just sounds a little too much. So, here I am in, uh, in the pager business, selling to businesses, and I, uh, I kept driving past this large corporate office, and some of you have heard me tell this before, but just act like it's the first time you heard it. <laughs> and I kept driving past this large corporate office, and I thought, man... How many pagers could I sell that company? And then I would go to my other calls. And then the next day I would drive through my area and I'd drive past that corporate office. I'd be like, I bet I could sell hundreds and hundreds of pagers to that company. And then I'd drive on by. And after a few weeks of driving by, I I went past there and I I noticed, uh, I, I was just like, I started my own idea again. Like, wow, how many pagers? It's like the Holy Spirit interrupted me and said, if you don't get out, and go in there, they're never going to buy one pager. So get yourself out and get yourself in there. And, uh, and so I was, I, I was like, yes, sir, the Holy Spirit. I turned left and went in. And a few weeks later, I was closing the largest deal of my sales career in pagers. And, and, but it's the year that I learned, like, you're never going to accomplish what you're called to do unless you actually go out and do it. So why don't you just lean over and say, hey, you got to get out and go. And then to the one you're ignoring, say, hey, you're called and you're sent. Uh, Today we're going to close out this series, Out of This World, and I hope you've enjoyed this series. It's been, uh, I think, an incredible blessing and a challenge to us to live with this eternal perspective. In fact, I have my friends that are going to help me real quick and I want to just give you a reminder of, I I want to give you a reminder of living life with an eternal perspective, that you're in it and not of it. Our key verse, and there's some stuff going on right now, but just stick with me. John 17, 16, Jesus says, they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. And this is what I want you to stick with you. I want you to wear this and, and just, if you have to, the reason why we wear these is to snap ourselves into remembering that we are in it, but we are not of it. 
We are in it, but we are not of it. And, and we've spent time detailing this whole idea that, that we have this difference-making opportunity in our life that we cannot settle and live for the culture of this world. In fact, we can be in this world, but we don't have to be of this world. And we've challenged through this series to, to, to have that perspective of eternal perspective. It's going good, guys. You're doing great. You're, you're doing good. And so um, as a way of recap, I just want to just talk to you for a second about this idea of the entire series that we live with the idea that we are not, we're not, we're not to just settle into this world and do as the world does. Remember week one, when in Rome, do as Rome, the Romans? No, no, that's not, that's not us. We are not of this world, so we don't have to do as everyone else is doing. The, the, so our key verse for the whole series is John 17, 16. They are not of the world, talking about us, just as I am not of the world. And then John 17, 17 says this, sanctify them by your truth, for your word is truth. And, and I'm telling you, we, we have to have this perspective in our life. An eternal perspective means I have eternal passages that are available to me that will help me and guide me. The Bible says the word is a light to my feet and a lamp to my path. That the, God, the, the word of God, that my steps are ordered in the word of God. And you know what I think so often, many of us, what we do is, is we, we try to live in both worlds. We like to live on Sunday in the world of I am a kingdom person, I'm a part of kingdom of heaven, and I'm praying for heaven on earth, and then through the week we're like, but man, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun to live in this world. And, and we get caught up, and I'm going to tell you that you cannot live in both worlds. you got to pick one. Jesus actually said, I'd rather you'd be either hot or cold because lukewarm just ain't getting it for me. And, and so we have this idea of like, oh man, if we could live after the pattern of this word of God and the eternal perspectives that God gives us, and man, if I could pursue the things, and I will tell you, you will not get to where you're going if you decide to live in both worlds. And I can show you this by example, because like we want to, we want on Sunday, we're like, man, look at the heights God is calling me to live up to. And I can get there one step at a time, following God's word, communing with God's people, and fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. I can do what I've been called to do, but if I decide to live in both worlds, you know, it looks pretty easy. And I'm in this world, and I'm in this world, and I'm going to be okay, but look, we're not called to be of this world over here. But if we don't... I, focus on our opportunity and what God's called us to do, we think, oh, we can, we can keep going. And and at some point, you can no longer go as high as the Lord is calling you to go if you keep one foot in the world. And you're either going to need to decide, I'm going to be over here, or I'm going to go where God wants me to go, and I'm not going to go 
one foot in, one foot out, I'm going to go all in. And when you live with an eternal perspective, you know it's not worth trying to go with both sides. It's not worth trying to live in both worlds. We're in it, but we are not of it. So today I want to close out, and I told you this on the first week, that this is where we would land. When we truly go all in, there's something that will happen inside of us that will turn our attention off of our own experience to the experience of those around us. Because what I think what happens is because we focus so much on both worlds, we tend to live in the world just enough to maintain a focus on ourselves. But when we truly go in, Jesus said, take up your cross every single day. We die every single day to ourselves, in order that we might fulfill and reach the heights that God is calling us to. So John 17, 18 says this. This is again, Jesus, remember, has been praying to the Father. He says this, as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. Tell your neighbor, you are sent. So in this series, we realized that we, are far, we were far out, but we're not left out, and a decision to get out, and now we are called and sent out. We're called and sent out. Our, our vision at Free Church has been the same since we launched back in 2012, and that is we want to help people get to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Every single Sunday, we want to help people get to know God. And do you know that 80% of adults who choose to follow Jesus as an adult do so because somebody invited them to church? And and when we live in this idea of being sent out, we, we have to understand that now the world is no longer all about us. It's not about sing the songs I wanna sing, preach the sermons I wanna hear. It's what will help somebody else get to know God better. The mark of a mature Christian is that we get to a spot where it's no longer about me, it's about we, and it's about them. And so I think about this in Romans 10, 14, and 15. Stick with me for a couple minutes and we'll, we'll lock right in. How then can they call on the one that they have not believed in. So Paul's saying, how can people know they're supposed to call on the Savior and how, they can, uh, and how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard and how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? Now I'm gonna tell you, it is not my responsibility to solely preach on Sunday and that be the only preaching anybody would ever hear. Your life is a message to the people around you, and you're preaching louder than I'm preaching on any given day. By what you do, by what you say, by where you walk, all of those preach so much louder than what I preach. So then we read in Matthew, the Great Commission, Matthew 28, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you to the always to the very end of the age. And so we know that as the great 
commission. And I would tell you at Free Church, our mission is the Great Commission. It is the Great Commission. Hello? You're still stuck on the ladders? <laughs> so I want to give you three things about our mission quickly, and then, and then we'll be closing. Number one, our mission has a template. Jesus was and is our example for how we're to walk on this earth. He suffered the way we suffer, although the degrees are quite different, but honestly, sometimes in our own opinion, we think we have suffered just as much as Jesus has. Like he, he went to a cross and all he's asking us to do is pick up a cross, but we don't even really pick it up. Well, you know, there's no cross we're carrying, but we've suffered as much as Jesus has suffered. He was tempted just like we're tempted. And, 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 but, but he lived in victory over all of it. And, and really the only reason why we can say he's, he's a, he, he is, he accomplished what he accomplished on earth is because he who knew no sin became sin so that we might overcome sin. And, and so Luke nineteen ten says, for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. And. So we have a template that Jesus, his mission on earth was to save the lost. And the lost isn't just the people around us that do not know Jesus. The lost is our purpose and our mission and our opportunity to have dominion and live in victory on this earth. We have a template for our mission. If we read the gospels, we read the story of Jesus over and over again, we will see that template. And listen, what we focus on will be what we become. John 17, 16, in the same way that you gave me a mission. This is, I love this in the message version. I know I read it earlier, but in the message version, it says this. In the same way that you gave me a mission in the world, I give them a mission in the world. Our, our mission has a template. Jesus, what did Jesus do? He washed feet. Now, we don't ask you to get a bucket and go wash feet around here, but we serve. That's what, that's what it means. to be. When you're, if you're the strongest person in the room, you serve. You wash feet. Jesus walked with purpose. He knew. He knew the purpose for which he had come. And every decision he made, everything pointed to and focused on that purpose. Jesus wept. He hurt for the people around him when they hurt. We have a template, y'all. We don't have to just, we don't have to not know how we should live on this earth. Our mission has a template. And then Jesus won. He conquered the world so that we can conquer the world. Take heart. You'll have trouble, but I've overcome the world. Our second one, our, our mission has a timetable. So it has a template. We have an example, but it also has a timetable. This, this is not like just at your own timing. We're not following Jesus and, and, and walking in purpose and living out those purposes uh, just whenever we want to or when we feel like it. You can live by your feelings, but you're going to be disappointed by the outcome. Because your feelings might be real, but they're not very often true. So, 
so our mission has a timetable, and, and I'm going to let you know that timetable. First of all, I, I talked about last week the rapture. We don't know the day nor the hour. Nobody knows when Jesus is coming back, but there is a timetable that is, that is set in place, and, and Jesus told us as soon as everyone hears, as soon as everyone hears, I'm coming back. There's a timetable. And we have a responsibility, and we can't just wait for somebody else to tell our neighbors and tell our friends and tell our families. We have to pick up that opportunity and walk in it. Listen, you're going to drive by that corporate office so many times and think, how many pages would I, could I sell? How many souls would be saved if I, as I walk past these houses? Guess what? They'll never be saved until you tell them. Then the last one, our mission is better together. Our mission is better together. I want to encourage you. You're not the only one this week that's going to invite people to church to be a part of Big Ask Sunday. You're not the only one that's going to put yourself on the line and make a declaration that you're a believer in Jesus and that you, you are inviting somebody to experience something so great that has changed your life that actually you, you've actually changed a lot of the course of your life because of what Jesus did for you. You're not the only one this week. In fact, if you could just be encouraged by that to know you're not the only one inviting somebody, it might give you a little bit more courage to say, you know what, I can bring somebody with me next week. If everybody brought somebody, what might happen in this room? Not for the sake of filling the room, but for the sake of populating heaven. And so I was thinking about this. Look at Philippians 1 verse 27 in the Living Bible says, You are standing side by side with one strong purpose to tell the good news. When we come into this room and we worship and we experience the presence of God, and man, when I sing that song, God, you've been so good to me, my oh. I'm just like, my heart is overflowing and overwhelmed with radical gratitude for how good God is. And, and, but I can't just not keep that feeling for myself. There has to be something inside of me that says that one strong purpose is to tell the good news to the people in my world. And we stand together on that. Your small groups, in your gatherings this week, when you sit down at dinner, at the dinner table, like, consider the the wonderful opportunity to walk out this strong purpose of standing together to tell the good news. Colossians 4.3 says, also pray that God will give us an opportunity to tell people his message. And I want to challenge you this week. This week, when you start your prayer time, Instead of praying for everything you need first, what if you just started to ask God, God, give me the opportunity to tell your wonderful message to somebody in my world. Open the door for me to share the goodness of the love of Jesus in somebody's life. Let me do something kind without any like request for a return, but just something kind to show the love of Jesus. Would you open a door, God, for me to tell the good news, to tell about your love to somebody? Because your love has changed my life so much. I don't want anybody around me to not experience that same love. Acts 26, verses 17 and 18 says, 
that we're to pray for people that the Lord would open their eyes and that he would turn them from the darkness and show him purpose and promise. And so I want, I want everybody to get, get your phone out and go, go to that Slack app with me. And then if you've already registered for Big Ask Sunday, this week you're gonna get several messages to help you continue to tell people about what's gonna happen Sunday. And I, and I, I was talking with Sean yesterday evening and we were talking about services and he asked me if I had a series for November and I, I gave him a long list of reasons why I thought we wouldn't have a series in November. Well, there's Big Ask Sunday and then there's the second Sunday, it's Baptism Sunday, and then the third Sunday, Pastor Robbie's gonna be with us, and then the fourth Sunday is Thanksgiving. And as I was worshiping, we were singing, God, you're so good to me, this idea came about radical, radical, radical was the word that just kept coming up into my spirit. And I'm gonna preach about radical love next week to everybody that's in the room. And listen, I'm gonna tell you something. You bring your friends and your neighbors and your family members who need Jesus. And when we get to the message where I lead people into the decision to follow Jesus, and I'm giving you only if you bring somebody. If you don't bring anybody, you gotta close your eyes and pray. But if, I bring, if you bring somebody with you as I'm leading people in that prayer, I want you to just have one eye open to see the greatest thing you'll ever see in your life as they raise their hand to say they want to follow Jesus. But if you don't bring anybody, just keep praying. But if you bring somebody, I give you the opportunity to peek out of one eye and see them make the decision. But go back into Slack and look down in the channels. Do you see where it says channels? And if, if there should be, you should see Big Ask Sunday in a channel. And if you don't see it, just Go down to the bottom and say, it says search channels. So many people are joining it already. Search Big Ask Sunday, join that channel. But this is what I want you to do. We have this strong purpose of standing side by side to tell the good news. And in years past, we've printed stickers and put them all over these seats in the different buildings we've been in, but I felt compelled to use the resource of Renee. And I'm gonna just walk through what I just, all those scriptures I just read you. Number one, that we're, we need to pray for an opportunity to tell people the goodness of the Lord, the gospel, the good news. We need to pray that the Lord would open their eyes. And then Philippians 1.27, we need to do that together. And I just wanna encourage you right now as you're looking into this channel and later today and through this week, I want you to think about one person right now. Maybe it's a family. Maybe it's your neighbors, maybe it's a coworker. But who is one person or one family that needs to know the message of Jesus right now? And I, I want you, this is, this is a free church channel and then when Big Ask is over, we're gonna, we'll clear this channel out. Going into the Sunday, we'll probably clear it out in case our new, any, anybody new joins in and then they look in there and they find their name. But I, want, I, want, I wonder, would you put your name in 
their name, the person that you're going to invite, the person you're praying for, would you put their name in that channel? So as a church, we can start praying for you to have an opportunity to share the gospel with them. And we can start praying for them that their eyes would be open. Look at what Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 4, 4. He says, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. All over this room, you're putting in names right now. My feet is going crazy. It's amazing. We're not doing this to fill a room, but we're populating heaven. And we're responding to the mandate that we're in this world, but we are not of this world. And I'm believing all of you join with me praying all this week. Look, we just made your prayer list for you for the week. We're going to pray for these names by name, by need, that the Lord would open their eyes. And you say, well, PC, this seems like a, a lot on a Sunday to, to turn our attention just to this. What about me? Listen, if you'll bless others, you yourself will be blessed. If you'll refresh others, you yourself will be refreshed. When you're generous to others, there will be generosity pouring out in your life. When you forgive others, you'll be forgiven yourself. Listen, the world in this kingdom, this kingdom that we have heights to go to, operates different than the world we live in. We turn our attention away from ourselves. We focus on Jesus and the people around us. And we live by that template. We live by that timetable. And we're better together for it. Can you receive that word today?